0: Good morning again, Anchor Church. Um, it is great to be here again. I hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Mine was phenomenal. Great time spending with the family and opening gifts and all that stuff. It was, it was awesome. Uh, today is New Year's Eve. 2023 is gone. I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, 2024 is right at our doorstep. And we had a great year. Um, this past year, we, ha- uh, we raised money to help Milford Advocacy for the Homeless, purchase a van so that they could care for the homeless in our community. Um, we uh, put on our Easter extravaganza in which we were able to connect with and love on over 450 people in our in the Milford community. It was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, we were able to be a part of uh, the community, be out and about uh, during um, the uh, third Thursdays over the summer. We were able to connect with people that way. Uh, we collected uh, the most shoeboxes we Ever have for Operation Christmas Child by a couple thousand incredible. We partnered with Calvary this year to help deliver Thanksgiving meals to those who might not have a Thanksgiving meal this year. We um, we were able to serve hundreds of free hot chocolate for the holiday show. We had an awesome year, um, and and that's that's not everything we did. We had an awesome year. We had a great year. I'm so excited for everything that God wants to do in in 2024, um, and and at the end of every year it's it's natural to look back and examine what you did it's natural to look back and examine what you didn't do it's it's uh it's it's natural to think back about your accomplishments think back on your failures and kind of kind of make a make a judgment was it a good year was it a bad year that's that's a natural thing it's natural to wonder how would things be different if I did this thing or how would things be different if I didn't do that thing that's a a natural thing that we do um I have a friend named Danny and uh one New Year's Eve, Danny and his his dad, they made a New Year's resolution together. And uh, along with this resolution, a little bit of a bet. So um, they decided together that they drank too much soda. And uh, their New Year's resolution was that they were going to not drink soda for as long as possible. And the bet was this. Whoever drank soda first had to buy the other one dinner wherever they wanted. Um, well, it's crazy to say that that was over 10 years ago. And to this day, that resolution and bet is still going. Neither one of them has drank a drop of soda. Kind of kind of crazy to think about because uh, me being a soda lover myself, I couldn't imagine doing that. Um, what's the point of the story, Pastor Ryan? What's the point? This is the point. Sometimes people decide that they want to make changes to their lives and they just do it. They they decide that they're not living their best life and they they decide they want things to be different and they just they make the choice. It's going to be different for me. So they make a resolution or, or they make themselves some kind of promise, some, some kind of promise that, that it's going to be different for me going forward. Sometimes people identify that, that they're not, they're not living their best life and they want to make changes, but they, they disappoint themselves and they don't follow through with those, those changes, those promises that they made to themselves, or they can't follow through for whatever reason. What about you? Have you ever uh, seen an area of your life that you weren't completely thrilled with, and you decided, man, I want to make a change in that area of my life? Maybe you're like me, and uh, you struggle with your weight, uh, and you decide like man i I want to lose weight, and you go through the ups and downs, and the highs and lows, and and every time every every year about this time, you you make the declaration, "I'm going to lose weight, I'm going on a diet, but then you find out. And it's a lot harder than I thought. And and uh, you you cheat yourself because you you just can't you just can't stick to it. Maybe that's you or maybe um, maybe you you make the decision like, man, I'm going to get money wise and I'm going to get out of debt and I'm going to start making smarter financial decisions. But then you see that brand new TV that just came out, and you just can't help yourself, or or um, this year's model of that car you wanted now has Chrome. Oh my gosh! Like, what do you, you know? I gotta, I gotta have it, you know? Like, and then your smart choices go out the window. Maybe that's you, or or possibly you've noticed like that some of your relationships need some like TLC. You need some a lot of work to get them to get them healthy, and you decided, you know what? I'm going to take. I'm going to take some time and I'm going to focus on these relationships in my life. And, and I'm going to make sure they're the best that they possibly can be. But then you realize, man, that's a lot of work. It's a lot harder than just, it's easy. It's a lot easier said than done. Right. And, and it doesn't really go how you thought it would go. Sometimes maybe you even wonder, is it, is it even worth it? What about your relationship with God? Have you ever felt like, man, you're not exactly where you want to be with God. And you know what, this year, this year's my year and, and I'm just, I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to get in the word and I'm going to pray and and I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to start being more involved in church. And then maybe life happens. Maybe you don't know where to start or maybe um, old habits just kick in and you you fall into familiar rhythms and you're right back where you started. I think that happens to all of us. I think all of us go through, through times like that in our relationship with the Lord. And, and starting over is a natural desire. There's nothing wrong with, with wanting to start over. There's nothing wrong with wanting new beginnings. But it's, it's also a lot of work to start over. It's also a, a lot of work to have a new beginning. Today, I want to look at what scripture has to tell us about starting over in our relationship with the Lord. But before I dive into the scriptures, would you pray with me this morning? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we love you. We thank you for your word. And and we thank you, God, that you offer us new beginnings. And I just pray um, today that you would um, reveal your heart to us. Reveal your heart to us. Reveal your heart about us. um, Help us to see your truth when it comes to new beginnings, when it comes to starting over. We love you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, you can open it up or turn it on to Isaiah chapter 43. Um, We're going to start in verse 14. But before I read, um, I wanted to give you a little bit of background um, of what's going on in the book of Isaiah. So um, the book of Isaiah is written to a group of people who call themselves God's people. They, They call themselves the children of God. It's written to Israelites. And to this point in Israel's history, they've been in a covenant relationship with God for about a thousand years. And for about a thousand years, they've been turning their back on God and they've been dishonoring the relationship that they entered with him. The book of Isaiah addresses this behavior. The the book of Isaiah directly addresses the idolatry and sin um, of the Israelites. For the first 39 chapters of Isaiah, um, it's it's a warning about the judgment that's coming because of their idolatry, because of their sin. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah is gloom and doom. But. Isaiah is sixty-six chapters long, and starting in verse forty, uh, or starting in chapter forty, we see a new attitude. We see a new theme, a theme of hope. Isaiah chapter forty-three, starting in verse fourteen, it says this: "This is what the Lord says, your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of." I am the Lord, your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the field will thank me, the jackals and owls too, for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. So Israel has been idolatrous and they've been turning their backs on on God for about a thousand years. And again, the, the first half of Isaiah is a warning about the the judgment and punishment that's coming based on their idolatry, based on their sin. But then the mood of the book changes, and the second half of Isaiah is all about hope. It's all about redemption. It's all about God making it, making them new. It's a fresh start. If anyone needed a fresh start, it was the Israelites. If anyone could have benefited from a new year, it was God's people. Um, they, they sinned against God in every conceivable way possible, and yet God's response was hope and redemption. I'm doing a new thing. I'm, I'm doing it right now. It's already begun, he said. There are a couple observations today that I want to make about a new beginning with God. Um, the first observation I want to make is this. No matter where you're at, the Lord has victory for you. No matter where you're at in relation to him, he has victory for you. Whether you've been serving him your entire life or whether you are as far away from him as possible, he has victory for you if you'll submit to him. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, we just read it. I'll make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. See, in the Bible, the wilderness and wasteland was, people, was, was a place that nobody wanted to go. Nobody ever wanted to be in the wilderness. Nobody ever wanted to be in a wasteland because it was rough. It was unlivable. It was uh, unlivable. And God said, the place that nobody wants to go, that's where I'm going to make a pathway. I'm going to, the place that's uninhabitable, I'm going to make it inhabitable. God is doing something nobody thought possible. And I think it's pretty common for us to believe like that God only loves us when we become better. I think it's pretty common for us to believe that um, God only gives us good things when we live ideal lives. But this is not what the word of God says. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. If you notice, it's God that does the work. It's God that does the work. There's in that verse nothing about people doing anything. God does the work. He says, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to put a new spirit in you. I'll remove your old heart and I'll give you a new one. God does the work and, and, and God does the work and it doesn't matter how far or near you are to him. And, and that's, that's the thing I love about God. He has victory in mind for you. He has victory in mind for me. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you're willing to come to him, he wants to give you victory. He wants you to win. You just have to submit to him. We have to lay everything down at his feet and say, have your way. Do what you will. God's business is rescue. Rescue. God's business is renewal. He's always fighting for the furthest hearts. He's he's breaking every chain to set us free from our old lies. What's holding you back? What's keeping you from walking in the victory that God has for you? It's just a question I want you to think about. I want you to pray about this week. What's what's keeping you from walking in the the victory that God has for you? So that's the first observation about victory uh, or about a fresh start in the Lord, um, is that no matter where you're at with him, the Lord has victory for you. The second observation I want to make today is the last observation. God wants to renew everything. He wants to renew everything. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 20 says the wild animals in the field will thank me. The jackals and owls too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland. So my chosen people can be refreshed. Many times we can focus on ourselves. We can get really inwardly focused. How, how does this God thing relate to me? How does it affect me? How does it affect what's going on with me? But God is interested in renewing everything. God is interested in renewing all things. He's interested in making all things new. Revelation chapter 21 verse five says this, and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. I'm making everything new. God's not just interested in making me new. He wants to make everything around me new too. He wants to make everything in my life new. He wants to make every person in my life. He wants to make every um, every relationship, every thought, every action, every decision. He wants to take it and he wants to make it new. Not just you. Every single thing in your life, God is looking to make everything brand new today. And God's looking to make your attitude new. He wants to. He wants to give you a, a fresh outlook on on things on on life. He wants to give you a new attitude. He wants to give you a new worldview, a new mindset. Because sometimes when when our circumstances don't change, we we can have joy and peace when we have a new attitude. God wants to give you a new attitude today. He can renew your attitude and the way you see things in life. So the two observations, no matter where you're at with God, he has victory for you and he's interested in making everything new. Right now, I want to invite the worship team to come back uh, and they're, they're getting ready to lead us in, in a, a response moment where we can just take some time and, and just really reflect on what the Holy Spirit's doing in, inside of you, in your heart, in your spirit. Um, but before they lead us in that, I want to I wanna share a final thought with you. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you're from, what you've done, what you've said, what you've thought. You are loved by God, and God has a plan for you. And that plan involves making you new. It involves renewing everything in your life. You don't have to make yourself new. You don't have to, you don't have to fix everything yourself. You just have to trust him. You just have to let him do the work. You have to allow him to speak into your life and make you new. Let him do what he will. A new year, a new you. And all you have to do is receive it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone. A new life has begun. Anyone who belongs to Christ, not a special elect, not the most holy, not the best, not the brightest, not the most moral, anyone who belongs to Christ has been made new. Anyone who belongs to Christ, the old life is gone. A new life has begun. And what does that mean for us? It means you don't have to try to be better. You allow the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do and he makes you more like Christ. It means you don't have to hit the reset button every time you mess up. It means you don't have to punish yourself because you don't meet some arbitrary social standard. If you belong to Jesus, you are new. Let me pray for you this morning. God, we love you. We thank you um, for your word. We thank you, God, that you are making all things new. You, you've already begun. Thank you, God. Thank you that you want to make me new. You want to make us new. I pray God for those who may be struggling with that today, who, for those who may be, uh, beating themselves up because maybe they didn't have the best year or, or things could have gone better. I pray God that you meet them right where they're at right now and you overwhelm them with your peace and your love. God, thank you. Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. We love you, God. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. What I want to do right now, I don't want you to to tune out just yet. I don't want you to to leave just yet. Um, We're going to allow the worship team to lead us in, in a moment of response. And I just want to encourage you allow the holy spirit to speak to you right now maybe maybe spend some time praying as they they lead or you can sing or or maybe just meditate on what you just heard but don't don't move past this moment until god is done dealing with you so the worship team is going to lead us in this moment go ahead worship team amen amen god you're making all things new you want to make me new You want to make us new. Thank you. Before we're dismissed today, I have a few uh, next steps that I want to challenge us with. And these next steps are just uh, some tangible things that we can do to uh, take the message and apply them to our lives this week. And uh, nothing crazy, but the, the first one is this. This week, I'll take time each day to thank God for renewing me. Again, if if you are in Christ. You are a new creation. He has made you new if you belong to him. Thank him for that every day. I, I, I'll, I'll never forget what, what Pastor St. Clair said uh, back in November. He said, you can't feel grateful for something you feel entitled to. So take time and thank God. Thank God for renewing you thank God that that he saw fit to make you a new creation the second next steps this week i will memorize isaiah 43:19 it says for i'm about to do something new see i have already begun do you not see it i will make a pathway through the wilderness i will create rivers in the dry wasteland it's powerful to hide god's word in your heart especially When it's something like that, he's doing a new thing. He wants to do a new, he's already doing a new thing. And he invites us to be a part of it. And the last one is this, this week I'll invite someone to start the new year off right and join me at Anchor on Sunday. Uh, Just a a really quick reminder, we're back in person next Sunday uh, at 10.30 at the Boys and Girls Club. I'm so excited to see you all there. I hope you guys have a very, um, very happy new year. Uh, be safe out there, um, but, but party hard. Um, let me say one last prayer and we can be done for the day. God, we love you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that you invite us to be a part of it. Open our eyes to, to see you in, in our lives every single day. You're there and you want to be a part of of our lives. And I just pray, God, that that we would notice you more. We would notice that that you're there more. We love you, God. We give you praise. And finally, do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Amen and amen. Have a great New Year's, everybody. We will see you in person next week.